everyone. Stuff. Once again, we are back with another episode. Sinead's been talking. Uh, so, it is the international break currently. We have just defeated Rayo Vallecano. And Atleti drew 3-3. Barcelona drew 3-3, but uh, I guess they're currently not a rival uh, unless they come back somehow which i don't think they will i personally don't even think they're gonna make it to top four yo but the prince is back man prince the is back. qatari prince is back in barcelona the only guy who runs his mouth more than pk <laughs> Chao is back as a coach of Barcelona and it has been coming for a couple of years now. We'll get to that after we will talk about Rayo. Uh, 2-1 victory. Should have been like 3-0, 4-0. But Benzema turned back into 17-18 La Liga Benzema. Um, you know what? At first, I was like, he's tired. He played every game, but then I then it hit me that he he was out for the last game, so it's not yeah. like I don't know what happened to Benzema. He, he was just he yeah, he was he was not in the best of uh, shapes for uh, for that game. Vinicius was well, Vinicius, uh, one of my or probably the my my favorite player, Tony Kroos. Scored a, scored another goal, and I want to note that the assist was provided rather well by Asensio, who had a pretty good game. And if you ask me, he's this season he's been much more active as uh, going forward than the whole last season, uh, and like excluding uh, Mallorca because people seem to just go into him because of the Mallorca game but I, I think yeah. like whole season except for one game uh, yeah. he was he's been rather decent he's not been like world class or anything but he's been contributing pretty well going forward and uh, you know he has more work rate in defense than Hazard which explains why he started above Hazard and why Lucas Vasquez starts above Hazard and this and that. My yeah. nan can't stand above Hazard. <laughs> As a matter of fact, let's not get into that. I mean, yeah, go on, go on. He's he's yeah. literally hazardous. I'm sorry to make a dad joke here, but <laughs> that's what he no, has come to. Like before that, people said that he was hazardous because he was dangerous. Now he's hazardous because he's danger to himself. Like an hour ago, before we, we like like uh, sat down to record, like I saw on Matter Extra, was it that Belgium's uh, physio specialist is training? I mean, like uh, yeah, is doing drills with Hazard in Madrid. Like there's a specific special um, solution to do, to this guy's fitness. And man, the amount of hope some people have on this guy is is mad. Special spe- special training. Look, man. If Jesus Christ came down here, he wouldn't be able to help Hazard, okay? He's done. He's just, he's done for. 
There's no, there's no coming back. Maybe like people said after one season, ah, this he had a bad season. Then they said he had two bad seasons. And then Ancelotti came came in and he he's not taking any shit from him. He's been yeah. playing less than Lucas Vasquez. And wait, he's been playing Lu- less than Lucas Vasquez when Carvajal was available. The only thing he can look at, like Hazard might be sitting on, sitting on the bench, and the only guy he can look around and be happy, like that. Um, the only person you know Hazard can look at and say, okay, thank God that's on me. It's Jovic, you know. Jovic is is non, uh, like, is a non-factor for like two three years of his whole period over here. But Hazard, man, Hazard, one of the touted to be one of the best players in the world, you know, has come down to this. Like, imagine, man, a couple of cheeseburgers dusty your career. Anyway. Anyways, um, let's talk about our defense, first of all. I mean, Kurt, Kurt was... Let's uh, talk about the goals first. The goals first before we go into defense. Mm, what sure. do you think about Cruz's goal, man? Like, how how he stepped up again? Oh, Cruz. There's a reason yeah, the first shirt I bought was crosses. And yeah, actually, I think the, the build-up to the goal was, you know, much more interesting, actually. I'll be back yeah, in it second. was a very good finish, actually, but the build-up was actually very nice. And actually, as Nando pointed out earlier, like, with Asuncio's movement, you know, the, the coming in and... I, yeah, just to say, taking... Actually, that's the thing, actually. Like, Asensio has not been able to, you know, successfully, you know, take his people on and beat them successfully. So, it was actually mm-hmm. nice to see, like, this season, he's much more confident and much willing to attempt to do these things, which is actually the thing with Hazard. Like, Hazard is not willing to take anyone on. Literally, he just sees someone, he turns back and gives the ball back. The, the so only I mean, guy he takes on is the kebab, kebab guy, you know? <laughs> like the local donor he goes to, you know? Yeah, yeah. man, it's just, just, it's, well, it's just something else, man. I don't know. But Cruz is finished. He could have had another another goal, right? He had a brilliant another chance, which was yeah. saved. I yeah, yeah, yeah. He could have had so another goal. Actually. He was he was active all throughout the game. This is what I wanted from Cruz. Like I used to moan about in the group chat, which everybody knows because I'm constantly moaning. Is our midfield needs to be more active? And you saw we reaped the rewards when our midfield was you know like um, on the front foot instead of yeah. being reactive. Yeah, no. actually, you I know, actually, that. I was watching the game and I was just thinking, you know, during our last episode, we talked about like, how Kamavinga always gets booked, and by this, he always like becomes like the first or the second substitution because of his ag- aggressive nature. But actually, I don't know what happened. Maybe he watched our episode and just decided, okay, today I'm not getting booked or something like that. Well, actually, you know, I was I'm trying to relate it to the point you talked about. Like our midfield was like a bit okay. We consider chances and all that, like it shouldn't have been, yeah. but like our midfield was like a bit more. How can I say it? Like, a bit more active, I would say. Like, really, I, you could actually feel the presence, you know, of a younger guy in there and with his energy and all that. And it was like, well, I was actually going to point about the second goal, like, the ball from David Alaba. Man, what a pass. Oh, my God. You're I was, FIFA, just, man. I was literally praying, man. Let's Mendy just take some lessons from, let him take a master chef course from, you know, a master class, sorry, from, from David Alaba, man, on how to give crossings, for God's sake. 
that, that was on a plane. That wasn't mm. even on a plane. That's almost like you know, uh, you you sit down someone, you tie uh, the apron around his neck, and then yeah. you fish the fork into the food, lift it up, and hand it into his you know mouth. That's how glorious the the ball was. That, it was just peak. Cool. Very good, very good, very good, really. And so, then almost goal from Vini Junior. Holy God! Oh, the, the there was, was a back heel, back heel to Mendy, I and think. Back heel to Mendy, back heel to Benzema, and Benzema, Benzema with his signature Benzema. like shot to the yeah, right side. He does that a lot, right? Yeah, he, he does, does that, that a lot. lot. And but mm. I've never been so disappointed by his shot not going in than that because that was insane even it was even posted on the soccer yeah. subreddit mm-hmm. uh, as a great uh, play and you know yeah. uh, many talk about uh, the agenda that mm-hmm. our soccer has uh, against uh, Real Madrid and mm-hmm. many say that the mods there hate us and stuff and you know i've kind of noticed some stuff myself and for it to be there it was rather surprising you know it it means that that was actually a great play but man only if benzema finished that he was he i don't think he was composed at all for that finish he should have just side footed it into the uh, you know far corner that have been like easy yeah as you like but uh, well, um, actually, yeah. guys, I was talking about a, a, another Vinicius move, not the back heels. Oh, okay. The one from the... the he... <laughs> uh, okay, there was the one he took, like, uh, I think, not from the halfway line, but, like, just in the... <clears throat> in Elche's half, and then he was just going, and, like, he went past a couple of defenders, and then he, like, side-footed to the other side of the post, and then the defender just... Oh, no! Out. It was towards oh, the yeah. end of the game, right? End of the game, towards the yeah. end. Yeah, exactly. I remember. Exactly. That... I, was like, I, I was like, if I were a defender, I would not even stop that, man. Like, already... Oh, shit, man. That, 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 yeah. Like, that, that he was tired. I think he was That tired. was another was moment from him that was better than the Atalanta moment. Yeah. Oh, Sure. I, this goal, if that uh, that had went in, that would have been uh, nominated for the Puskas Award. Really, for sure. The, it was such a good movement, really. And they, really, then, really. then in the end, like at the end of the season, he would be nominated, and then they would give it to uh, Salas, just another normal goal. Yeah. <laughs> EPL bias, bro. Premier League bias is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Farouk, you're talking about Kamuinga, right? And he he's not yeah. he wasn't as aggressive, and that was good. That was nice. Yeah. I like that. I guess. Um, I mean, you know what? I would not like to be Kamuinga at the at that moment because, you know, Ancelotti was furious with him. And that's why he wasn't aggressive this game. I mean, imagine yeah. Ancelotti just screaming at you. You're a newcomer at Real Madrid, just 18 years old, and the main man is just going at you. But uh, yeah. it worked, I guess. He wasn't aggressive, but you know, he wasn't. He wasn't all that great, to be honest. No, he was passive. I felt yeah. like he wasn't bad. 
he wasn't great, but yeah, he know. made a lot of just, mistakes, misplaced a lot of passes, I think. Yeah, uh, and yeah. he was passive, yeah, like that midfield actually, was just you know, actually, cross. I feel like he was passive, maybe, but the point was that the ability that because how long, like, for how long have we been watching Martin? How many times have Cross taken up the positions he took up during the match? Like as Tony was pointing, like yeah, I think he had a, he had a, another chance to get another goal. Actually, I think he was saved something like this. Mm-hmm. But like for like, I think the presence of Kamavinga actually, okay, Kamavinga wasn't like I don't know, like it wasn't like a world class performance or something. But like he brought stability to allow Cross to actually you know go into the eighteen and get those chances. I yeah, feel. yeah. No, there's no. No doubt about uh, Kamavinga's just work rate and ability, but yeah. Yeah, that's like Haru, that's that's the thing, man. Like uh, obviously we shouldn't be giving him his flaws. He's just 18 and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But when we say yeah. it's a passive performance, passive doesn't exactly mean bad or negative. Yeah. It's not a hindrance in any uh, me uh, any way. <clears throat> if he doesn't like, if he's not at least passive, it's him being passive and blocking off potential passing lanes is how Cruz gets forward. <laughs> You, you, yeah. know, you know what I mean, right? So, yeah. we expect more. Like, things are promising for Kamamiga. I'll just stop it at that. It's promising. I'll say that. Yeah, speaking of men, guys, actually, I was watching the game. I think we, we it, the game was, the goal was equalizing after the 78 minutes, if I'm not mistaken, like, if I recall well. well like, for, like, yeah. one hour, we were playing the game and, like, literally, we could just cover our eyes and keep playing the game without actually anything happening. And all of a sudden, bam, it's a goal. Bro, it's Falcao, and we discussed it in depth Bro, at the end of our life. Like, last time you said it, and now I've been, uh, now I know it's like, the th- number three just pisses me off. Just <laughs> Number three on a striker just rubs me the wrong way, man. Like, when he scored... <laughs> it's like FIFA. Yeah, like, when he scored, I wasn't angry at the goal, but when he turned around and I saw the number three, I was like, no. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> That's just so wrong, right? Yeah, that is, so that is just... Imp- that, I hate that. I hate it. Unnecessary evil. <laughs> Number three. Yeah, that is just... Yeah. What did you guys think of the aerial... Like, I don't know, man. How... How can how can people just let him walk in there and have yeah, a free head on? I, I saw like, you know, I said, uh, what was that marking from Alaba? And you know, I I noticed that the replay like, he glances over at someone. There was someone next to him. I don't know if it was Casemiro or Miltel. There was someone next to him, and he's like, points at, uh, points at um, Falcao. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm assuming he told the whoever was next to him to, you know, cover Falcao, you know. And then he just yeah. moves to the right. And he was the closest person to Falcao. Why did he do that? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, he tells someone, like, there was no one, no one else uh, near, um, like, uh, uh, any Ryo attackers. There was nobody else yeah. n- near Falcao, you know? There, it was just Falcao. Mm. And, you know, mm. Alaba just puts somebody else on Falcao when he's on Falcao. And he just goes, r- ne- like, closer to uh, Courtois and just covers just an empty plot of land. Like, what are you doing? You just... I think it was Mendy. I think it was yeah, Mendy. Maybe Mendy. Mendy was nowhere in the picture, too. Yeah, but, like, uh, I feel like that yeah. should have been 
like the thing is, he should have been marking Falcao, not anybody else, because he was the closest the one. Is, bro, you you just said right, like you just asked why he's doing that. It's because it's because of his obvious aerial weakness, man. Like we always knew Alaba was great at left back. He's he was one of the best left back in the world for years. Um, but always the transition from left back to centre back is not an easy task. Yeah, um, the, true, but uh, I mean. You know, there was no time for uh, somebody to uh, mark uh, Falcao instead of Alaba. And, I mean, that, pr- that goal proved it. Natural instinct. He yeah, knows, well, like, he, ha- he has that inner fear that I wouldn't be able to out-jump him, you know, probably. Uh, this this was, like, the uh, first time Falcao scored on Santiago Bernabeu. Not the first time. I don't think it's a, oh, in La Liga, you mean? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It was the first time yeah, in La, La Liga he scored in on Santiago Bernabeu, and uh, also this was Casemiro's 200th La Liga game, I think. Yeah, it was uh, either this one or the one before. But good that you brought up Casemiro, bro. What do you guys think about his performances, man? Like I expect so much from Case. Um, he has been blowing hot and cold, hot and cold yeah, exactly. as of late. Exactly, exactly. Like he's he's not he's not like at the I don't know. Like there was this like, how can I say there's this aura with Casemiro like he could like you know I think we talked about it in the previous episodes also like we like you know he had the ability you know to put in tackles and not get carded and all these things. But like these days I feel like we're that's no longer there actually. I don't know. I feel like that's one of the reasons actually these days we concede a lot of chances like because the way mm-hmm. like our like I don't feel like. Yeah, I feel like just, you know, the, 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 the DM position actually, just right in front of the 5 and 6, it's so... I feel like it's not Bro, well marked. Can, like can, you, can you see it on the screen? No, you can't. Bro, this, uh, this, makes, me, this makes me angry. Like, the... Oops, wait, sorry. Turned on the intro now. Uh, I see this I this see little blue dot here is Falcao. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah, like yeah. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7... More. Really marking nothing. Like yeah. there was just one, one Rayo player there, and just Alaba was marking him. Come on, man! Like he should do better. Bro, like I, I get why why you're so uh you know vexed because like if it was some youth academy product or someone these guys don't know or haven't heard of before, like they don't know what his strengths are, weaknesses are. It's okay. Like what do you expect? But it's Falcao. He's been doing this for years. They week in week out. Whenever he's not injured, he backs you goals. Yeah, but this was just a, a, a very, very, very simple mistake by Alaba, and that makes me angry. Mm. Like he, we, we should not be do making mistakes like that, and the, that made the last ten uh, minutes is absolute hell. And if it wasn't for Tony Kroos, we would have. Yeah, they right. would have equalized. He's just, you know, looking at the uh, replay. Of that, I saw that, uh, like, when the ball started moving, like, it wasn't even moving towards the goal. Kroos noticed what was happening and started running uh, towards the goal line before the ball actually started moving towards it. So he was there to clear it. He saw it beforehand. That's why I I love Kroos. Directly in, but there was a player waiting there to just tap it home, you know, at the end. Yeah, Yeah, well... 
Actually, guys, you know, I, I was thinking about something. Actually, after I saw the goal, like, actually, uh, what uh, Nando said also, I, I actually didn't think about it that way. I just felt like there was lack of communication in the defense. I was mm. just thinking maybe it's because, like, it's a new, like said, it's a new back line. I don't know. Because, you know, this, this season we've just had, like, Mendy at fullback, you know, uh, Vasquez at fullback, Carvalho at fullback, Valvalia at fullback, Alaba at fullback, Nacho at CB, Nacho at fullback, you know. It's just been a mix and match all over. And I feel like this, I think maybe it might be the third game they're all playing together, some third or fourth game, I'm not sure. So I'm just feeling, yeah. thinking maybe, and considering the fact that uh, Mendy is young, Vindetau also is young, it's the first time he's also, like, being a first full option, you know. So I'm thinking maybe it's just it will take a bit of time to build that relationship there, like that understanding, you know. Yeah, I but feel maybe uh, this might be something. I like really well. don't think it's it was about that. Like, just I I just searched uh, the 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 highlights and just watched that moment. And you look at uh, Alaba, and he looks so out of place, so confused. He's like looking around, like mm. uh, you know. Of course, you have to look around to know what's mm. going on, but you know. You can't just tell it's not looking around to notice what's up. He's looking around, what like thinking, what should I do? And then he can't decide correctly, and then we concede because of that. We have been talking about this aerial problem since the very beginning, Nodo, if you remember, right? Like, we have been always banging. Yeah. Well, Alaba's uh, Militao is good in uh, you know, aerial duels. His header accuracy is the... Uh, Thing he needs to work on, but at, uh, he can win headers and win but them. But Mintao is still not quite... up to that level where you know even uh, he can like provide an underperforming Alaba mm. with the confidence. Yeah, like, yeah, that, like he can do it for himself, but he can cover for Alaba. That's yeah, uh, like mm. and it's and that's hard, especially after Ramos, probably one of the best headers in the world. Not mm. not just in defenders, just in the world, one of the best hitters, and Varane, who was also a really, really good uh, player in the air. Mm. He rarely made mistakes in the air. I feel like plus he's, uh, you know, people say some. I've I've heard like I've read some people say that Militao's taking over as for Ramos and this and that. I th- I feel like. Uh, Militao is more of a Varane than Ramos, you know. Not that yeah. you know anybody's replacing uh, those two, but you know, you know what I mean, you know, because uh, uh, Militao is more like a tall, skinny guy uh, who can, who has like really He's explosive and really fast. Now he's, I don't think he's as fast as Varane is, but uh, to be honest, Varane's probably one of the like Waran is one of the fastest defenders I've ever seen. To, ever, to, to be yeah, honest, like for really... a center back, I have not seen any center backs faster than Varan. Yeah, uh, yeah. fullbacks, yes, yeah, sure, of course, mm-hmm. but uh, I've n- not seen in like a faster center back than Varan is. Like Varan has speed, yeah. some attackers would uh, envy, you know. Yeah. That's why I, always I, I get your I get your point. This this defense has to grow and they have to mature if we are to reach somewhere this season because yeah. another season, trophyless man, uh, heads will roll. Be it the managers, be it the players, you know. So it's uh, it's high time 
we we got to be mature, especially you know, post the international break, the the fixtures are are crazy. Okay, uh, what do you think? Who'll get injured during the internationals? There's always somebody getting injured on the internationals. Carvajal, Carvajal, man, I was. No, it's myself. Hmm. Go. Well, is Carvajal in the Spain squad? Yep. Yeah, he is. He yeah. is. Uh, you know, people were like, oh, Luis Enrique came to his mind that he's actually bringing uh, uh, Madrid players now. But, no. He's bringing Carroll to injure him. Yeah. I mean, if... Let's just hope Carroll doesn't play... Like, I, I, I just hope Carroll will not start because... Oh, man. Like, if he gets injured... Uh, during like Real Madrid's game or training, that's that's gonna be sad. But if he gets injured during Spain's games for <laughs> playing for you, Luis you know, Enrique, that's gonna make me like just pissed. You also notice, yeah, like the the thing with Carvajal's injuries, they they're not short term in any way. Yeah, they're either like two months or six months. It's, yeah, it's mad. So or if two months, and when he gets back, ex- instantly six months. There you go. See, I was watching the Rayo game and the Shakta. Was it Shakta before? Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. When we have Kavahal, like there is another dimension to us. Like there is yeah. this, like a very potent threat down our right. Like even if our right wingers, whoever it might be, Rodrigo for me does a brilliant job. He does what he can. Uh, to his best at the moment, but when we are missing even him, Carvajal is the only outlet. He puts in good crosses, he overlaps, he uh, cuts inside, he does everything you ask of a you know a world class right back. So we desperately yeah, he's need amazing him to work rate. He's great at defense, great at offense. Up and down the pitch, always. <laughs> to be honest, guys, I'm more scared of Benzema because I, I, I this morning I saw like. Pogba is out for like eight to ten weeks, and I'm like, holy shit! Like, I don't yeah, know, man. I don't know what those guys are doing at the French. Yeah, but, uh, thing, but Big just, Dick yeah, is like, resilient. Yeah. He doesn't get injured for <laughs> a long. That's that, that's that's the problem, man. Like, you know, these resilient guys like when no. they get injured once, and then like they go for three months for, and shit like that. For Vinicius, no, I'm no. I'm not scared. He he just doesn't get injured. Vinicius is not gonna play. That's just it. Like, Vinicius is gonna be like the last 15 minutes, last 20 minutes. That's good. He's like gonna that. get some rest, you know. But yeah, exactly. Well, like the, I just feel like the form he's, like, he's in. I mean, Tita has to be an absolute games. imbecile. What can what can Vinicius do? He has the god Richarlison in front of him, like. What can you do? Like, you know, uh, yeah, that's what usually happens. But Tite has yeah. to be an absolute imbecile, a cretin and an idiot, not to start <laughs> Vinicius. And I, I hope he's going to be just that <laughs> because Vinicius needs some rest. Vinicius does not get tired. Excuse me? Does not get injured. Like... Yeah. He and Courtois were the. That's what He and Courtois <laughs> were the only person, only people, not to get get injured last season. Like, were there yeah. anybody? Was there anybody else? I think everyone was injured at least once, except for those two. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh. So. Maybe Courtois. Know, but. Courtois, yeah. uh, but. Uh, 
that's like I don't want him to play because like injury worries me less with him than him getting just overworked and tired because you could have seen him getting really tired at the end of the games more so than yeah. usual because Vinicius is kind of a player that doesn't get tired just runs for 90 minutes and then he can still do 90 more but last few games he's been getting tired after like 60 70 minutes like it doesn't help man it's you, you know our our uh, our team is like a car with a broken axle you know it's like completely lopsided to the left he's carrying all the threat all the you know like any any kind of in like any kind of impetus we have going forward is through the left side so he has to like carry us throughout games yeah Surprise! He's being tired. Um. The. So let's 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 talk about, you know, chronological order: Barcelona, then Atletico. Barcelona. So. Two, three, three, as you know, and I am, at uh, I'm at, I'm at, I'm in a restaurant at the moment. Barcelona, we're we're playing. I was at a restaurant mm-hmm. with uh five of my friends. So four of us are Madrid fans. Two Barcelona mm-hmm. fans, although you know they're um, they're not like usual Kool-Aid types. They're they're like okay, Real Madrid is much better at this moment. They they do agree, and it's kind of hard not to agree, you know. But some some people are just built that way. And so I just take out uh, flash score and check uh, Barcelona. Oh, I'm like oh Barcelona's playing. Look, they're not gonna win this time either. And as soon as I say it, Ansu Fati scores on the fifth minute. I'm like, shit. All right, guys, as, uh, put down the phone. And uh, during, uh, on 36th minute, they take out the phone. They're like, ha, we're winning 3-0. And then I, at the end, I take out my phone, 96th minute, 3-3. And I, I start laughing, just hysterical, because... What was that? How do you blow a 3 nil lead? I know, I know. It's an obvious Celta. mess. Like it's, been, it's been always the case. Celta away is not an easy place to go to. Yeah, no. I would say. For sure. Yeah, but Aspas is a one-man army that, that shouldn't be messed with. Like, you know, he'll bag that one goal, one chance you give him, he'll, he'll put that away. But I want to... Give flowers to Ansu Fati. I'm a huge fan of him. He is brilliant. You saw the first goal, the way he took it, uh, that was sensational. Like um, props to him. Busquets had a great goal as well. Um, I hate him, but the goal was really yeah. good. About Sergio, about Sergio B, actually, he was the reason why the the third goal came. He was robbed in right in the front of the 18, right on the T, in the 95th minute. Like it really like because the point is like. I never actually liked Sergio B, like, because I felt, I don't know. He was just that kind of player, like, he just, I don't know. He, I just didn't like him as a Madrid fan. But, like, I always respected yeah. him. But the point is, like, really, like, I don't know what Bar- what he has to do. Okay, like, because maybe he's a legend. But, like, these past two, three years, like, almost yeah. always when, like, you know, there are these, like, shitty Barcelona performances, you can always pinpoint one Sergio B mistake. Always, yeah. Just one like wrong pass or he was sleeping in position he was like how can you you're like leading three two away as you said like celta is a very difficult place to go in the 95th minute you're sleeping on the front of the t of your 18 
Like really, for fuck's sake, man! I don't know, really, really, it's and like Xiaomi, I don't know. Also, like, you have to manage his friends, you know. You know, like, years ago. <laughs> I don't uh, know, man. Before we get to Zavi, also, like, you know, also, like, Mark unmute us again, for God's sake, really. Like, you know that I don't know how to put it. Like, you know, there is okay. Like, for example, you can say like with Ike Casillas as well. Like, his we were so good. Then, like, at the end of the. Time at Madrid, like he became so shit, and like we're always just trying to like, okay, he's a he was good, he was good, you know, he was living on past glories. I feel yeah. it's the same with Ter Stegen now, also like Ter Stegen also now this season has a mistake in almost every game. Okay, like he can still pull off the wonderful saves, yeah, he's still a very good goalkeeper, but like he just yeah. has those mistakes with him. Like even like I think the second goal, or yeah, if I'm not mistaken, the second goal literally went through him. I'm not sure yeah. if it. Yeah, then second I or the first. don't know, man. I think. Ter Stegen is just as good as he used to be, but just team around him is just so bad, so bad. I mean, what do you do as a goalkeeper? No, like, no, uh, man. there are some things you need to save, man. There are some know, things you need to save as a superstar goalkeeper because it's, I feel like it's the same with Allison. Like Allison has been so good, and like this season he's been making a lot of shitty mistakes and considering sloppy goals. And like you know, we side people are just know like his defense is bad and stuff. No, like when you analyze actually his goalkeeping itself, there are shots that you need to stop. Like yeah, this is your basic. When Courtois came in, he was awful. I I was like, I I was I just was so disappointed with the club that we bought him. And when I heard that we sold Navas and kept Courtois, I was just furious. And you we we just he said, he said he said to the press, "Do you know who is number one now?" He was an asshole in the beginning, man. Like, yeah. I, I hope, like, so, I'm glad he turned it so, around. So yeah, was like uh, the thing is, like we figured that it was more circumstantial. Like he was getting yeah. used to the defense, he was getting used to the new club, new situation, you know, this and that. That I think that's the the same thing uh, is happening with uh, Ter Stegen. I think it's he's yeah. still the same quality, but you know, just team around him is just. From you you know the defense he used to have now he's just Eric Garcia Mingesa Mingesa uh, Serginho Des like like nah, I, I'm saying like in general. At Barcelona, the best two players for the past three four seasons has always been Messi and Ter Stegen. Yeah. It's not like all of a sudden like the defense became shit overnight. Like it's been so always like you always met like an impenetrable wall. Like you were just shooting your shots and like Ter Stegen was always bringing them out. Was always bringing them. But out. let me tell you it something. Let me let me just add on to your point. Like you make very valid a very valid point for why Ter Stegen should should take the stones um, belted at him at the moment. But b- back in in their heyday, like the prime 2015 Barca, like post Guardiola, of course. Um, we used to have debates with our friends like Navas uh, or Ter Stegen and blah blah blah. And obviously, I knew Ter Stegen was the far superior, more more skilled DK who could do multiple things. And Navas was much more old school, uh, cat-like reflexes, uh, you know, very short. But to me, I always knew I was more, I felt more safer in the hands of Navas than I would feel safe in the hands of Ter Stegen. Because I always knew uh, German keepers and their unorthodox uh, orthodox style of keeping always you know, like, make you feel nervous. The same yeah. way, because I support Arsenal and I've watched Leno for years, and whenever he gets the ball and tries to distribute it, I'm scared for my life, man. Like, it's the same with Ter Stegen. He has a mistake in him. He always did have a mistake in him, 
but when his team was up there doing the bets, people would not notice it as much. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's like yeah, yeah, that, that, that's if, also very if I were a Bayern supporter, man, and having Neuer uh, as a goalkeeper, that would just mm. knock off a few years of my life. Like, of course, mm. Neuer's like what one of the best goalkeepers of the century, if, you know. But just uh, whenever I watch him and he, he just runs out like half the field, like. It makes makes my head head scratch. Of course, he knows better than me, but you know, I, I've also yeah. s- watching him. I've also seen a lot a lot of mistakes. You know, mm. it's kind of a his uh, you know like running out the goal is his thing, and yeah. but it, it's kind of a hit or miss. Well, you know, actually, the point Literally. actually I'm trying. You know, I don't know why. I just feel like with, uh, as you said, like with Ter Stegen or with Leno, like okay, obviously, like Ter Stegen is like way, way, way better than Leno. I just feel like you know, like there are basic things. Like yeah. you really, you don't. You see Manuel Neuer doing what, like having miscues, wrong passes, missing the ball. Yeah. These are things that okay, as you said, crushing off his line, and by because of that, by default, like he, uh, he gets beaten easily. But like as I was saying, like in the first goal for the Delta game, like a shot was to yeah. Ter Stegen. And like the ball literally went through his arm like this, no, and then like, no, no, and then like yeah. it went to the. I think then it went to uh, yeah. what's he called? It went to uh, Aspas, and then he like put into an empty post. You get my point? Like so, like these are things like, like okay, as a goalkeeper, like your technical ability can be called into question in the sense like you're playing out from the back and stuff like this, but like not yeah. the basic things. Like as a goalkeeper, your job is first and foremost save the ball, mm. keep the ball away from the net. Yeah. You get my point, yeah. right? So I feel like if you cannot, like, if you're... And I'm saying, like, the only reason why I'm pointing this out is, like, Ter Stegen has been so good, like, you know, as I point, like, Sergio B, Ter Stegen, these are players who have been so, so good, like, crazy good, and, like, now you just start to see, like, these mistakes are creeping in, and I don't know, man, maybe, you know, something, again, is that the coaches also maybe don't give inspiration. Ter Stegen and Busquets not, are no longer the same level of quality and consistency. Dustin is far above. Sergio Busquets is the guy who thought his his mental fortitude can help him get through games. Whereas clearly he has lost his legs, man. Like once you know that physically you can't move around as much as what your brain tells you to, you just can't do it. You you won't cut it at the end. Yeah, but uh you know, talk about all of this. I think it's looking like Barcelona's problems are all done by Prince of Persia arriving. Uh, so Chavi came yeah, and he says he he's he's already inserting his philosophy to the Barcelona team, and apparently Barcelona didn't know this. Looks like, but he says uh, the only way to win. Is to play well. That's what he said in a presser. Looks like he he didn't Barcelona didn't know it, but now they know it, and I think they're gonna be dangerous now. You know, they know they have to play well, apparently. So now they're gonna be uh, just taking over the world, taking winning By the way, UCL. Like he he does know that Enzo Fanti Fanti is injured, right? Like the only player who can actually do shit there. Okay, maybe Memphis, I don't know. I think somebody got injured actually in the game. Like, he pulled an armstring. Yeah. Uh, my friend, who's a Barcelona fan, said, like, everyone's injured. How is this fair? And I'm like, 
Where were you last season? When we had everyone from us were, was injured as well. But, I, I, to be honest, I think the, uh, Barcelona's injury situation is worse than ours was last season. Because, like, yeah. basically, at least, like, we had, like, uh, two or three starters out at the same time. They have all 11, like, t- they have 10 starters out at the same time, you know? The, like, I, f- like, I feel bad for Barcelona. Like, they're in a financial mm-hmm. crisis. They have a terrible injury situation. They likely won't qualify the UCL, which is, which is going to... Take another toll on their uh, funds. Uh, they they brought they in Chavi. Yeah, they can, but uh, we'll see. Uh, they, they brought in Chavi. He was appointed. I actually read a news that says like Barcelona are gonna go for Cedric Bakambu in January. Who's that? You guys remember like the the, the Villarreal striker? Like FIFA, there was this, like, the FIFA FBC player bro no no you don't know cedric bakambu i think he, he he's in china now right i think he's in guzangao or something like that like yeah, 90 pace 80 85 shot always really quick tall i was like i was like okay now so this is what bartomeu has in like oh sorry uh what was the name of the person this is what laporta has in mind like okay bartomeu went from bringing uh what's he called martin Braithwaite down laporta thinks yeah. <laughs> bakambu is a solution <laughs> You, you, you think like, that's the same thing you have read, that, uh, read right, bro? Farouk, yeah. uh, they look good. They going after Cedric Bakambu, but I read today that Xavi actually wants one of his midfielders from Qatar to join him in January. <laughs> Asa and Aradi. No, come on, come on, uh, dude. Like Xavi, I, I don't know. Like Xavi's been coming for like two years now. And yeah. people uh, people think that he's gonna be the solution to, uh, people people think he's gonna be the solution to Barcelona, but I don't think I don't think so. To be honest, I think uh, like uh, people have this obsession that pa- past uh, like uh, the uh, players past players yeah. have yeah. to be the uh, great coaches, but like we've only seen Guardiola and Zidane. It's like um, at least major footballers, like uh, I guess Klopp played and uh, this player, this coach played, that coach played, but uh, no one has been as big of a footballer uh, than Zidane and Guardiola. And even even then, like Guardiola for Barcelona was not as big as Zidane was for like everything. But still, let let's say Guardiola was a major footballer at the time. Guardiola was big for Barcelona, bro. Yeah, Barca captain. Uh, so, so the thing, so let's say Guardiola, one of the best coaches, Zidane, one of the best coaches, but then look, Maradona was absolutely atrocious as a coach. Uh, Ole has been doing pretty shit. I mean, don't, 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 don't say that. Let's, really. like. You don't like okay, that's not the subject, but like all he's doing what all he is being paid to do. Yeah, so but like that's on Ole, it's on it's on them. Yeah, but he's not a so great that's coach. Just, that's the point. Actually, then, speaking of this, actually, this is what I actually think is a sorry for interrupting. You, I actually feel like what's happening now at Barca is it's similar to what happened with United after like uh, LVG and Mourinho. Okay, 
So I feel like what they want is like a cultural reset. Someone who knows the club, not necessarily a coach, like not someone who, not necessarily someone who can coach, but rather someone who can manage. You understand? Like for example, at United, you can see like whatever like people say about OGS or whatever they want to say. The truth is, he brought United back to the level where people are excited about United. Okay, is he the yeah. person to lead them to the next level and win the trophies? That's a different discussion. So I think this is what Barca are also looking for with Xavi. Like, okay, worst case scenario, even if he's not the coach, at least he can, you know, manage and bring the fans and the players and unite them. At least let's get back to the level. Yes. Yeah, but look, uh, so my, my United is much better than Tottenham right now, right? Not right now in general. Uh, but but you, look, if I was a supporter of one of them, I would prefer to be a supporter of uh, Spurs. You know why? Because Spurs don't have hope. It just crumbles instantly. While Ole yeah. does this, you know, what United does. They advance, they advance, they do well, they, they're doing step by step, going pretty well, only for it to crumble down at the end. To but, make you like but, just lose everything, uh, yeah. whereas Spurs just lose it instantly, so you don't even hope. Yeah, you know, no, I feel um, like right now Premier League it's more of like coaches than like players, because like I feel like I'll if I'm a sports fan, I'll be much more like excited, because like I feel like Conte has shown that he has literally walked with the likes of Victor Moses, man, and he won a Premier League with the likes of Victor Moses in the team. So I feel like, you know, yeah. being, being, being a sportsman, I'll be more excited because, like, we have, like, really a coach who knows what he's doing. On, like, the, 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 the thing is, the thing is, the thing with Xavi, um, Xavi yeah. can work if he can get get his philosophy because he was a brilliant midfielder. Like, I hate I hate the guy. He he was he was a total fee. But um, the way he, uh, you know, bossed the midfield, like, he, he, he should be able to get a tune out, out of all these players. Yeah, like, no that, matter how bad I, they I, I think I think he's going to fail, to be honest. Like, he'll I, I don't fail. think Do he's going to be a good... He won't fail because of his coaching um, deficiencies, per se. Like, he wouldn't fail because he's tactically naive and whatnot. Because like, he's young, like, people will give him time. But the, but the same thing happened with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, uh, Solskjaer at um, United where a, a former legend walked into a family-like environment. Like, bro, last last day, I read PK can skip training sessions because he, he can go to attend his business meetings in, in Dubai, in, in Qatar and whatnot. Like, bro, wh- what about all the, you know, the, the other players who watch a senior guy skip training for no reason? Do you know why they all loved Valverde? It's because they gave him a 40-minute training session and the rest of the day off. So if Xavi actually gives into that kind of atmosphere and be unprofessional, that's where his downfall is. Like if he if he asks his former friends, okay guys, like it was a pleasure to play with you, like win trophies with you. Now it's time to fuck off and you know like hire some fresh uh, youngsters from outside uh, Spain or inside Spain because. Let's be honest, man. Like every player would want to play for Xavi. Like that—that's that's for sure going to be a factor in how Barca pull up players because they don't have the money. And yeah. to be frank, they don't have the pull like they used to, especially if they crash out of Champions League this year. So yeah, for me, Xavi can succeed if he is man enough to go against the ways Barca has been run as of. Recent. You know what, Sunit, actually, I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like, it depends on how Barcelona actually defines success. Because for me right now, I'm looking at what I'm thinking is that, okay, 
Barca qualifying for the Champions League next season should be a success to them. Yeah. Mm. Copa del Rey. And the point is this. The point is this. Qualifying for Champions League next season should be a success. The season after it, still also qualifying for Champions League should be a success. But now the point becomes, when you're a Barcelona fan, and like, let's say, like, people our age, obviously, like, we, for example, I myself started watching football fully in 2005-2006 season. So in six, Barcelona won the Champions League. In nine, they won the Champions League. I think 11, 15, they had two trebles within this period. Like, so for someone of my age, like, if I'm a Barcelona fan, I'm, like, used to the success so much. And now I'm seeing myself, like, we're competing for the top four. Like, what the fuck is this? You get the point? But then, like, this is realistic. And because the point is, like, to be honest, like, really, to be honest, like, at the beginning of the uh, podcast, like, Nando was saying, like, uh, unless Barca makes up some ground or something like that, I can't recall what he said exactly. But he was just kind of saying, like, if Barca gets on some form, like, they can catch us and shit like that. I don't feel like Barca can catch us, really. I just feel like, unless if we shoot ourselves in the foot, and then that's the only way Barca can catch us. No. If Barca goes on a winning streak of 20 games, I still feel... No, still I, I didn't say that they would catch us. I said they may go into form to get to top four. That's their axiom. They're not yeah, going yeah, okay. so to catch you. The point is that, you know, really, like, to be honest, like, because you sit and you look like, okay, the point is, Barca is going to play Martin Braithwaite or Luke De Jong for, like, for fuck's sake. Like, who even plays Luke De Jong? Like, I don't know. You understand? And then you start to look like, oh, there are teams oh, like man. Sevilla, man. There are teams like Sociedad, you know? You don't look at this team Villarreal, you know, and you're thinking like, like, how can Barca even get past these teams, you know, right now? Okay, Barca has Frankie De Jong, who is a very good player. You have like Ansu Fati and half a decent player in Memphis, you know. And then I don't Frankie know. Frankie De Jong is bootleg Valverde. I don't know. So, <laughs> so you know, you just you just see like they're like small pieces there that okay, maybe if you join together, you can you know have a core to build a team, but you need to build the team. And this is the main thing, actually. Zidane and Guardiola, these are people who succeeded, right? And to, okay, we can also put Antonio Conte there because he's also a past footballer as well. Yeah, I guess Ancelotti all these as well. Three coaches, yeah, but Ancelotti is more older. Like, Ancelotti is very old, actually. So let's just say, like, the more younger coaches, okay? So, like, Conte went to Juve and he had, like, the midfield of Pogba, Marquisio, Vidal, and more importantly, Andre Pio waiting for him. He had the mm-hmm. spinal cord of the BBC, like Bonucci, Brogzali, and Cellini. They had mm. Buffon. You understand? They had like a core in the team. Guardiola mm. came, Iniesta, Xavi were already there. Messi was there. This is already a Messi that already scored a hat trick at the Santiago. Let's not forget. You understand? So, like, Messi was shit before Guardiola came or something like that. He promoted yeah. Pedro. He promoted uh, Sergio B. You understand? He had a very good goalkeeper in Valdez. He had a very good defender in uh, Carles Puyol. He had Abidal. He had Alves. You hear my point, right? And then Zidane mm-hmm. comes to Madrid, and Zidane is inheriting a team who has just won the Champions League one year ago. Yeah. So, like, he's like, these people came into teams that everything is already ready. You have all the ingredients on the table. You just need to know the recipe. You yeah. understand? So, actually, it's the same thing. Like, okay, let's uh, go off topic again. It's the same thing I feel with Arsenal, actually, and Atija. Atija has the recipe, but he doesn't have the ingredients. So, what do you want the man to do? Mm-hmm. But slowly, he's been doing Slowly, it's getting yeah, better. That's, the point. that's what I'm trying to say. Like, so it depends on what you quantify as success. Like, the Arsenal board saw that okay, Arsenal, uh, like Arteta has the recipe. Okay, what can we do? Give him the money, let him go to the market and buy top par mm-hmm. ingredients. 
By making yeah. sopa ingredients, he can give us a sopa soup, and then the next time, if we enjoy the soup, the next time we'll give him more money, and he can buy, you know, premium ingredients, and we can maybe get a premium meal or something like this. You get the point. So yeah. now it now becomes yeah. like, would Barcelona be able to also do the same process? You know, recognize the fact that we have some pieces, but not a team core. We don't have a core in the team. We have some pieces, and because to be honest, the truth is, is like, what I'm trying to point out is that really, like Pedri, Gavi, these guys are good. But the point is in the Champions League final today against a midfield of Kevin De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, Rodri. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, Even worst case scenario, you go to the to the Parisians, you know, with Verratti, Ghanagaya, and Wijnaldum, and Danilo, and all that. Even then, the Pedris don't stand a chance. You go to Bayern Munich, they don't stand a chance. Do you understand? So these guys. Like, I need to stop you right here because you've been saying so much because I know for a fact, because you weren't here on our first um, episode, right, Farooq? Nodo made a confession that he used to be yeah. a Barca fan. Him hearing all this would break his heart, bro. So I don't want Nodo bro, to... Bro, that does impressed. not count, man. Sorry, man. Sorry, man. My that that does not <laughs> count. I, was, I wasn't... Even, I didn't even watch me, football man. back then. literally crossing me, man. I was, he was looking at me with one eye, like, the man was literally cussing me, man. Holy shit. Sorry, uh, <laughs> so, thanks to Hugo Duro, Atletico are yeah, right now yeah. four points behind us. 92nd minute goal, followed with a 96th minute equalizer. And that just makes, oh, yeah. my, that just makes me so happy because Atletico has been so lucky. So, so lucky. They scored 97th minute goal, 95th minute goal, another 97th mm. minute goal, you know. They've been just winning, winning on, like, the last minute every single time. It's just mm. so refreshing yeah. to see them lo- lose points on the last minute. Like, that's great. Four, min- uh, four points behind. Four points is not big, but we can make it yeah. bigger. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, Atletico's. Atletico's weird. Atletico's not not that like we. There's not much like not uh, as much to talk about uh about Atletico yeah. that is uh, on Barca because Barca is just full on drama for like past two seasons, <laughs> and Atletico's been. We need, we need, bro. We need we need to like start a petition on change.org. For a all or nothing Barcelona man, like Amazon can yeah, make yeah. us money, you know, with an idea. Um, well. So the Atleti, so Atl- Atletico is just been same for like past ten years. <laughs> so <laughs> like they've been, they're so they're not the changing. So won the league, man. Oh, uh, they they yeah. win the league, but you know they have to do it sometimes, you know. Poor, poor yeah. Atletico. We kind of let them win. <laughs> like, like we had to keep the competition, you know. Uh, anyways, uh, Atletico is the only real rival here. Uh, with Sevilla. With Sevilla. Sociedad as well. Nah. Nah. No way. Sociedad starts like this all every single time, and at the end of the I season, know. they're like. 10, 20 points behind us. It it happens every season. Lariel never yeah. never keeps the consistency, especially now that Oyarzabal is out. 
I know, I know, but hear me out, hear me out. So I am, I am this weird guy. You know, I support three teams, okay? Like Madrid being the first, and yeah, Arsenal and Milan. But like, I have this weird thing where in the most interesting derbies, I pick a side. So when I was young, I used to play a lot with Bilbao, and I used to like idolize Aduriz. Like he was something else, Aduriz. like Aduriz. Yeah. So I have that slight lean towards Bilbao. So obviously, man, like I hate Sociedad performing. Like I don't want want to have confidence in them. But they have a team. They have a proper team. Isak is not to be messed with. Um, uh, Januzai has been has been good of late. David Silva is a proper man, man. Like he can he can provide you the assist when when you need it. Like they have a good team. Uh, Alex Romero is a brilliant keeper. Like. Yeah, they might peter out, but as of now, like at this very moment, we can't like rule them out. Okay, That's which ep- which episode is this? Is episode nine, right? Or yeah, yeah. So episode nine. at the end yeah. of the season, we come back to episode nine when Sociedad will be <laughs> like fifty, at least fifteen points behind us. You'll see that. You'll see. They'll be still. I'm pretty confident they'll be in and among the top five, for sure. Probably, yeah, but at the at the like last three to five games, they will not be a competition. No, no, I don't think. No, yeah. you're right. You're right. So, yeah. Atleti like, Sevilla seems like the most dangerous, eh? Yeah, so Lareal is yeah. is a is always a good team, but they're just really weird. They always start out brilliantly. And they just mm-hmm. crash out mid-season, like mm-hmm. mid to late season. Can't argue with that. Yeah. That's... Anyways, I think that wraps up this episode. And next. Before we, before we, do, before we do one, like one small thing I needed to mention. So we we forgot to put that out when we were discussing. Benzema is now one goal away from equalizing Andre's record for all-time top French goal scorer for club in club. Uh, matches so Thierry Henry has uh, 360 goals and Benzema is on 359. Oh really? I thought he was and already past him. No, no. Um, to be to be fair, Henry has like 50 odd goals in MLS, so it doesn't count uh, exactly. Uh, I don't want to compare them both because Henry was on another level. But yeah, big big ups to Benzema, man. Like no, I will compare them. I will say Benzema's better. Nah. Yep. Yep. Say that. Uh, Benzema, Zidane said it: best French striker, best best French forward in the history. Well, bro, like Henri wasn't exactly a forward. I, I mean, striker. Like he was an inside he forward. He was a like, forward though, and Benz and Zidane said a forward, not a striker. I think. And if Zidane, if Zidane said it, I agree. If Benzema had won the World Cup, then maybe it would have been. But it's not his fault. I mean, imagine if Benzema played instead of Giroud, it would have been even easier for France. It was already easy. Like I don't, I don't like. I wouldn't put a World Cup to measure someone's talent. Like his his CV can be measured by titles, but bro, the stuff Henri did with the ball, Benzema can't dream. I'll tell you that. Like he used to do some mad stuff. With like single-handedly taking on like a whole team, like Benzema is really good. Like he's one of the absolute greats. Like he's my captain, man. So I wouldn't put him down. But Henri was on another level. 
but yeah, big ups to Benzema, man. Let's not compare legends. Um, let's hope he keeps this up and you know gets the Ballon d'Or next year. This year, mm-hmm. Messi, I think, will take it <laughs> as of now. Uh, <laughs> dude, <laughs> if zero goals, zero assists, seven appearances, double <laughs> seven. You know, well, um, dude, is uh, by the way, um, Farouk, yeah. uh, Eric. Derm has the World Cup. You you you've heard of Eric Derm? I haven't. Heard the name. Heard the name. Someone. German, right? He's German. Yeah. yeah. I he's German. He won the World Cup. I don't think he played a single minute. That's not matter actually. That's he... the point I was trying to make. Like it's just like Osman Dembele won the World Cup and then what? Osman Dembele, it's at best a senior level. That's just it. I don't know. So it's I'm just trying to say like you know the point is like when you're trying to compare players you understand like eventually you try to compare like what they have won and what they have achieved and stuff like that like in during the previous episodes also we talked about like the like the original Ronaldo and like you know the reason why everyone like a lot of people actually think he's one of the best to ever play was because of his performance at the World Cup I mean, so there was that yeah well. World Cup you, you can measure yeah. you can measure World Cup for like uh, Bappe because Bappe truly won the World Cup in 2018 he was probably like the main man for France in, uh, up front. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, like, I guess Pele has won the World Cup like yeah. by winning the World Cup. Only one man did it single-handedly. That's Maradona. Like, yeah, no Maradona. Uh, oh, single-handedly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly with well, the single one, hand. One hand he used. <laughs> used one hand, exactly. Anyways, that wraps wraps up the episode. Um, next episode, uh, we will be uh, talking about the general situation of the season. What has happened? What will happen? What should happen? Uh, maybe we'll have a guest star as well. We'll see. Uh, anyways, that wraps up. And I wish you all a great week. Um, that's it. A la Madrid. A la Madrid.